Baptist Church, the Word of God is proclaimed with passion every Sunday morning. Together we go on a weekly spiritual odyssey and are inspired by Dr. Yvonne Jones-Bibbs. Through God, Pastor Bibbs highlights and teaches powerful biblical points that can change lives and set spirits free. Our primary goal is to introduce Christ to everyone. If you have moved into the Richmond, Virginia area or just visiting and seeking to meet friends as you serve the Lord and want to be in a down-home church atmosphere where everybody is somebody and where God is the head of the church, then we invite you to stop by Sixth Baptist Church. How good and how pleasant it is for men and women to dwell together in unity. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endureth throughout all generations. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. The Lord is the light of the world. We've come, my brothers and sisters, to celebrate another Lord's Day with you and uh, thank you for sharing with us at the Sixth Baptist Church. As we continue and begin our worship experience, we thank you so very much for your presence. We pray that you will expect a blessing today because we know that God is going to bless us with his presence, with his power, with his anointing. And we know that God is going to give you the victory. Just trust God and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And so we pray today that you will expect a miracle, expect the blessings that come from God to not only bless you, but bless your household and to bless others as you pass along this week. We are so thankful to God that you joined us today. And we pray that you will understand when you unite with the Sixth Baptist Church in worship, that you are part of our family today. And we trust that you will be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Let us bow. O great Jehovah, the giver of every good and perfect gift, we thank you, God, for the gift of life, the sustaining gift of life and grace, grace that keeps us from falling. We thank you, God. We pray, O Heavenly Father, and give you thanks that you will continue to allow your Holy Spirit to keep us. And as you keep us, Holy Spirit, heavenly dove, we pray, oh sweet Jesus, that we will be a blessing to others to help them along the way. Now, bread of heaven, feed us. Feed us with your anointing. Feed us with your grace. Feed us, Lord God Almighty, with your power, your forgiveness, your sanctification your deliverance, and grant God Almighty will be careful to give you the glory. For we pray this prayer together as you have taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and forever. Amen. Let the church say amen again. Let's say it one more time. 
we are thankful again for your presence and we pray that you will ask God's blessings upon the messenger today uh, Reverend Dr. Cheryl Ivy Green a great colleague of mine and a great friend indeed a sister in Christ a sister friend and a friend of the Sixth Baptist family one who's well known in the city of Richmond Virginia the state of Virginia and elsewhere the former president of the Baptist Ministers Conference of Richmond and vicinity she serves as the executive pastor of the historic First Baptist Church in South Richmond Virginia so grateful to God that she will be our anointed speaker let us pray for her and with her after the next election please hear the words of the Lord today God bless you
Lord. I want to invite you to join me at this time in the book of Esther, beginning at that, in that fourth chapter, beginning at the 10th verse. Esther chapter 4, beginning at that 10th verse. You have your Bibles at home? Won't you join me as we share together in the Word of God? Won't you stand? Even as we are in the church, as we honor the presence of the Lord. Esther chapter 4, beginning at that 10th verse. Hear now the word of the Lord. Hathach went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, All the king's officials and the people of the ruling provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king, in the inner court, without being summoned, the king has but one law, uh -huh. that he be put to death. The only exception to this is for the king to extend the gold scepter to him and spare his life. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. And when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows that you have come to the royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. And when this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish... I perish. And I want to use this text for, my, for our time together this morning. From this thought, just break the law. Just break the law. When this is done, I will go to the king. And even though it is against the law, if I perish, I perish. Two weeks ago, the world lost two of its greatest civil rights activists on the same day, C.T. Vivian and Congressman John Scott. Both these gentlemen spent their lifetimes fighting for basic civil rights and were labeled icons in the fight against racial oppression of African Americans. You see, their fight against oppression and injustices was not just for them, but they understood they were God's chosen spokesmen for a people who long had to deal with the system designed to keep them in an oppressive state. Yeah. Congressman Lewis, who had spent most of his lifetime fighting for injustices and the basic rights of our people, released the documentary back in June, uh -huh. challenging us all to get into what he called good trouble and necessary trouble. And in this season of COVID-19, the pandemic, 
an unfit purported king in the White House, racial injustices, and inequalities, I believe God is calling us to a moment of lift, a moment to be empowered for change. Yeah. It is a call, I believe, for the people of God to step outside of our cozy places of comfort and commit to being part of the change that is so necessary in these trying times. Yeah, yeah. It is the change we want and the change we desire to see. And maybe today, church, racial profiling or driving while black or get your foot off my neck has not knocked on your door or shown up at your front doorstep. But none of us can sit and watch the news and hear the reports, even right here in our own community, and not be willing to take a stand. Just break the law. God needs some willing spokespersons, some ambassadors to step up, to step out, and to speak out, to break some laws and make some sacrifices like Congressman John Lewis. You see, Congressman Lewis issues to us even from the balconies of heaven, a call to move from our places of comfort to challenge systems and people that have been put in place to do what we would like to call keep us in our place. Listen at the charge that the congressman left for us on his deathbed. Do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful and be optimistic. For our struggle is not the struggle of a day, or even a week, a month, or even a year, but it is the struggle of a lifetime. So never be afraid to make some noise and to get in some good trouble, some necessary trouble. In other words, I believe he was saying to us, just break some laws. And the truth is, we need more John Lewis's. We need more Colin Kaepernick's. We need more C.T. Vivians, some Al Sharpton's, some Black Life Matters protesters, some Rosa Parks refusing to get up off of the bus. We need some Harriet Tubman's refusing to give up. Those willing to push the envelope and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. Some folk willing to break the law. We find in our text today, Esther, a bold servant willing to break the law, willing to push the button with the law and get in some good trouble. And while many theologians would hang their hat on the fact that the name of God is not mentioned in the book of Esther, I want to suggest this morning that sometimes you have to read between the lines to see the hand of God at work not only in the book of Esther, but even in your own life. Yeah. You see, even when we can't trace God, some of us know we can we can still trust him. Yeah. And sometimes you can't see him, taste him, touch him, or even feel him. But how many of you know this morning that he always shows up and he shows up on time? Yeah. Yeah. God's work and his hand is woven throughout the book of Esther. It is a message about the salvation of God's people. And just because one woman named Esther was willing to stand in the gap for God's people, God moved. You see, Esther finds herself caught between her position and the prosperity and glory in the king's house 
versus sometimes putting herself on the line to intervene on behalf of the people. Yeah. And God is calling out today for some law-breaking servants. Yes, I said it, some law-breaking servants. Some people of God willing to push the envelope and break the law. Those who are not afraid to be bold and courageous vessels to accomplish the will of Almighty God. And I want to challenge every one of you this morning to move to a place of being used by Almighty God. You see, God needs some Isaiahs to stand and say, here my Lord, send me. He needs some Davids who are willing to challenge the giants of life. He needs some Daniels willing to be thrown in the lion's den because he wants to pray unto the Lord. He needs some Caleb and Joshua's, some folk who will be courage and strong before the Lord. He needs some folks who are willing to go down in the fire and look up and see a fourth man walking like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And God is issuing a call to us. It is a personal call today to break the law. And you can tell the officer that Reverend Cheryl said on Sunday morning to break the law, to get in some trouble, to get in some good trouble, some necessary trouble, to get moving, to stop sitting, to get up, to push the envelope and move God's agenda forward. But we are going to get moving. We've got to break some laws to tear down some strongholds. And as we do that, we first got to recognize that the call must be greater than your comfort. Let me say that again. Get off of your comfy cushions. The call must be greater than your comfort. Esther could have continued to enjoy the comforts of being in the palace. But what I believe is that she, she could not ignore that the future of an entire people rested on her shoulders. And every now and then, God has to send the Mordecai's of the world to give us an account of what's going on around us and to not think more highly of ourselves than we ought. You see, Mordecai's own willingness to break the law, to stand outside in sackcloth and ashes, and his insistence that Esther was the one called for such a time as this caused Esther to think more about her call. God is trying to use us, church, individually and collectively, but we have to recognize that the call is greater than our comfortable suburbs and comfortable cars and trinkets and bobbins and all of those things that God has blessed us with. You see, Esther could have continued to live a cushy life hiding behind her own untruths that she too was a Jew. Right. But when the call is greater than your place of comfort, it will push you into action. Right. The movie Harriet has become one of my favorite movies. It's on my favorite movies list. Yeah. And since seeing the movie, I've had this great desire and passion to know more about the behind the scenes things about Harriet Tubman's life, feeling that she was called to free slaves. But her desire was to be free or to die. And to be free was not enough just for her. But when she reached freedom, she couldn't rest in the fact that she was free and so many others were still enslaved. Harriet Tubman put her trust in a God she believed 
who would not only deliver her, but also her people. Yeah. And my favorite scene, y'all, in the movie is when she went back to free her siblings and, and some others, and the slave owners were on their track, and God directed her to go a different way. Yeah. And facing her was the river, and behind her was a sort of slave hunter, Colts holders, hunting her down. But as she was facing that river, I looked at it, I said, it sounds like a Red Sea experience to me. But Harriet Tubman did not mind breaking the law. She said, I'm going to be free or die. That is my guiding principle. And because she trusted God, she held the gun in the air. She walked across the river against the noise of all of those who were memoring and murking behind her. Those she was trying to save and against the backdrop of the enemy. Yeah. But the power of God. She stood flat-fitted and couldn't and said, rivers of living water flow through me. Yeah. You see, when you want to get out of your comfy positions, you can trust an almighty God. How many of you know this morning that our God is faithful? He'll show up and he'll work it out on time. And when you know that your calling is bigger than your comfort, you will stand on the promise of God. You'll know he is your refuge and your strength, your very present help in the time of trouble. You'll be able to stand and say, great is his faithfulness. But morning by morning, new mercies he allows me to see. When you stand on the hand of God and you don't get mixed up in your comfort, you'll be able to stand flat-footed and believe, yes, oh, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for my God is with me. Rivers, rivers of living waters flow through me. You gotta get out of your places of comfort. Stand on your calling. But then you gotta take a stand. That's right. Listen to what Mordecai says yeah. to Esther. For if you remain silent at this time, yes. relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. In other words, Esther, you need to take a stand. Be clear. God really doesn't need our help. His will is going to be accomplished with or without us. But he does call us to take a stand. And someone said it this way, you either stand for something or you fall for anything. Mordecai wanted Esther to know that this was a defining moment in her life. Her moment of lift, if you will. So he challenged Esther to take a stand. And you see, when we take a stand for God, know that someone else has already gone ahead of you to position you and prepare you for that moment. Someone else has already laid the foundation. And our charge is to take a stand, trusting that God is always with us, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. John Lewis said he was standing for Emmett Till. And in his New York uh, Times article, we have to get to that place that John Lewis was at. We have to believe in our heart like he said, that enough is enough. Yeah. He said it's not enough to say it will get better in the by and by. 
But he said every one of us has a moral obligation to stand up, to speak up, and to speak out. And when you see something that is not right, you must do something. You must do something because democracy is a state and it is not an act. You see, Esther wasn't the first person to stand in her time. She certainly could could not have been in the position of queen had it not been first for Queen Vashti who first took a stand and refused the invitation to go before the king at the king's request. Mordecai took a stand when he learned of the plot to kill an entire race of people. He could have stayed in his cushy place, but he took a stand. And even though it was against the law to enter the gates in sackcloth and ashes, he didn't give up. He said, I'm going to sit outside the gate. So he protested by putting on sackcloth and ashes and sitting outside the palace gate day after day, stirring up trouble, good trouble, necessary trouble. And when nobody else was willing to protest, Mordecai took a stand long before there were civil rights marches and long before Black Lives Matter showed up. There was a Mordecai challenging the systems of kingdoms built to, to, to destroy people, to disenfranchise, and to leave out. And church, we must be willing to push those who already have a seat at the table to go ahead and break the law, to take a stand. We not only need to push those at the table, but God is pushing us to take a stand, to step up and to speak out. You see, God will orchestrate moments that propel us to new levels of service and commitment so that his will is accomplished. And sometimes God has to remind us all that it's not about us. It's about the transformation of the lives of many people. For if you remain silent at a time like this, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. God is calling us to take a stand. And we need some folk willing to break the law, to take a stand, some folk willing to challenge the system. And let me tell you today, we must challenge the, the systems. When we have a president whose response to the COVID-19 virus and the staggering number of people dying is it is what it is, we must take a stand. When there is a clear digital divide and children who look like us, who live in our community, lack access to technology and resources needed to get a good education, we need to take a stand. When racial profiling and driving while black, even after Sandra Bland and George Floyd are still common occurrences in our
take a stand. But I'm going to take my seat on this one. We must surrender to the will of Almighty God. You see, breaking the law requires a willingness to surrender to the will of God. And even when what God is calling us to is seemingly impossible, we have to break down strongholds and barriers and submit to God's will for our lives. You see, our call is to be those who are willing to perish that Christ might be all. I must decrease that Christ might increase in my life. And what I love and what I want you to notice in these last verses in the text, that Esther had already decided to go before the king before summoning those around her to a time of fasting and praying. And I believe that her fasting and her praying was to seek the Lord and to prepare for her time with the king. You see, Esther did not readily agree to go before the king, but she understood the necessity of surrendering to God. You see, God's plan and God's purpose was going to be used to bless some other folks. So Esther concludes that, yes, I will go before the king, and even if going before the king results in my death sentence, I'm committed to the will of Almighty God. She was committed to fulfilling what God was calling her to do. If I perish, I perish. And that's the challenge to all of us today, to surrender to the will of God. The text said earlier, there is but one law to go before the king only when he extends the gold scepter. But Esther understood God's principle of surrender. That God's principle of surrender doesn't have anything to do with the gold scepter that somebody extends to your hand. And so her commitment and her promise to God was that I will surrender all. I'll go to the king and when I'm done fasting, I'll do this thing. God is calling us, church, to say yes to the one whose will will put us in places to make a difference in this world. We've got to surrender to the will of Almighty God. And when we surrender, God is looking for some folk willing to say yes. Some folk willing to say yes like Abraham because he remembered what God had promised him. Some folks willing to say yes like Hagar because she knew he was the God. When she poured out her soul to the Lord and God answered, yes, we need some yeses like David that allow us to know that giants don't fall. We need some yeses like Daniel when you go to pray and you're looking to the east and the west to pray. But if I'm thrown in the lion's den, I'll still say yes. We need some yeses like the woman with the issue of blood who Jesus, but say, come see a man who told me all about myself. I 
word. May God bless you, my friend, and may God continue to smile upon you is our prayer. Well, thank you so very much. God bless you for, for sharing with us and worship everybody as we end this worship experience today. We pray God's blessings upon you this week and that you will go out and be a blessing to someone else. If you can help somebody as you pass along, if you can tell somebody they're traveling wrong, then your living shall not be in vain. And remember always that you can accomplish more in one hour with God than a lifetime without Him. So serve Him today. God there bless you. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power There is power in the name of Jesus To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain There is power Come on. You declare it. There is power in the name of Jesus. 
Reach out. 